0: Okay, folks, the first episode is going to be brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. That's Superior Sports Investments. Jeff, tell me about this.
1: Well, I tell you what, uh, it's two brothers. They're from originally from Houston. They live now in Arlington and, and Grand Prairie. In fact, I, I'm looking at one of the owner's houses right now outside my office window. <laughs> uh, his name's Bill Slaheed, his brother Sam. Uh, they're, they're an online sports memorabilia company focusing heavily on uh, Trading cards, all sports, uh, graded items. I mean, it's unbelievable the stuff they have. Um, they're going to be at the the Dallas Sports Card Show this weekend uh, at at the uh, Allen Event Center. I think is it yeah the the Water Waters Creek Delta Waters Creek Convention Center. There we go. It's a Marriott property. I should know it well. But uh, anyway, great. It, it's 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 two brothers. They're, they're selling the heck out of cards right now. And, uh, if you, if you, uh, listen to this, show, this ad, you go to their website, want to buy something, type in the promo code, thanks. And the number five, no space. You will get a discount when you check out.
0: So that's superior sports investment.com superior sports investment.com. Go to the website, punch in the promo code. Thanks five. That's thanks. Number five, get a discount folks. everybody and welcome to the very first episode of the texas rangers baseball podcast this is episode one and this is a huge one because joining us on episode one hey, this is why i teamed up with this guy jeff wilson he pulled a coup we are going to have the rangers president of baseball operations john daniel and he's going to join us jeff
1: yeah um, pretty excited about this whole thing uh, but before before john comes on i uh, just wanted to thank everybody for watching and if you've uh, signed up for jeff wilson's texas rangers newsletter really appreciate that we're about two months old now uh we've got about 620 people on the email list so we're, we're, we're growing rapidly uh getting more paid subscribers which you know if you're not a paid subscriber you're really missing out on some some premium content um but anyway thanks you know i, I wanted to, i didn't want to stop covering baseball when the other place uh didn't want me to cover for them anymore so uh, uh <laughs> podcast is something i wanted to kick. i and been kicking around i wanted to do it there uh they just didn't have any time or anybody who could do it so uh john you came along and uh uh kind of kind of taking the reins here and i appreciate it and um we're gonna have i mean it's gonna be good we're gonna have we're gonna have good guests uh, oh yeah episode probably probably off season there'll be trouble bringing guys in off the golf course but we're gonna do it, and, uh, and we're and we're gonna have fun.
0: I, I think so. And look, when 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 uh, w- when you did this, I remember that first day. I went up to you, I said, "Hey, wh- what's the heck's going on?" And you told me what you'd started, and you were doing that, and I was excited about it. And then Tr came over, and then I was like, you know, I always wanted to co-host a podcast. And you're yeah. you're a beat writer. You cover. I read your stuff. I have look, and and he's not lying. Look, I know I'm I'm sitting here for the guy I'm working for trying to plug five ninety nine a month, but I'm telling you right now, and I'll tell you who will love this if you're a member of the athletic this is your thing because this isn't 15 a month 10 dollars. this 5.99 a month it's just coverage jeff he's taking pressure off me i used to have to try to write and get stuff out he is covering daily for the rangers and this stuff comes out every morning just the way the other stuff does great content and tr stuff alone is great
1: sure sure and and you know he he uh, was a lot like you he, he he didn't want want to be paid he just wanted a, an outlet you know he retired from MLB.com and. Um, I think he has the itch. He has a lot of stories to tell, and if you, if you oh missed them, they're all on the website, JeffWilson.Substack.com. Um, but you know, this week he wrote a three-part uh, deal about Johnny Oates. That was awesome. Uh, very good. He, you know, his ballpark memoir last week was, was great. I think he's doing Pudge next, if I if I remember correctly. So, um if, if you're a baseball fan, if you don't know a lot about the history of the Rangers, TR is going to catch you up. Oh, and look, this
0: st- look for anyone, and I come at this from a fan, and, and I want to get into your your career and how we got into it. I come at this is 1974. I went to my first Ranger game. The fact that I get to cover them now for the last three years has been great. But I come at it from a fan perspective. You guys have us ask the tough questions when we're in those Zoom meetings or in the press conferences. I stay back because I'm a homer. I admit it. And so that's why you'll call me an idiot sometimes and go, you know what you're talking about, John, you're just coming at this as a fan. But I will tell you right now, I thought always just the story was Bob short took the Washington senators and he moved them to Texas. That, that story he yeah. told in three parts was amazing. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. know the Rangers for a long time.
1: <laughs> right. No. And, I mean it, and it started like in the late 50s you know he 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 just built it up so so well oh my gosh all the characters involved and the politics and everything i mean it was it was really good so um yeah I, and and then when you and i did the podcast with TR yeah that was great. That was like an hour. And we just were talking ball. It, I, it was,
0: it was solid. Oh, it was fantastic. And TR come on. And what we need to do is get TR on here and, and and go back to some of these memoirs from the beginning. If you want to read yeah. them now, you need to go join up and it's well worth it, guys. We're talking, that's less than a, than a water burger meal that I get all the time. And that's one water burger meal less than that. And it's per month. And it's so right. look, and, and it, it's fantastic. Okay. I've plugged it. We've done it. Jeff. Oh, how did you get into this? So you started covering the Rangers in 2008, but you're from Colorado, right? Is right? that where you grew up?
1: Yeah, I grew up in Colorado. Well, you were attending your first game in 74, I was born in 74. <laughs> uh, it was I think it was a snowy November day, as I, as I recall. <laughs> Not in Texas. Uh, but, but um, yeah, and, and we, we didn't have Major League Baseball. So I, my first real flavor for baseball was from cable television. So I was a Cubs and Braves and Mets fan growing up. And, and yeah. you know, there in the 80s. The braves were not very good but the cubs and the, and the mets were and then the braves got good and so um and the rockies came they their, their first season was my senior year of high school uh and i was working as an intern at the denver post uh writing high school stuff and then i you know i, I enrolled at tcu and uh before i had my first class i got a job at the the star telegram and um i was there for 28 years i, I got the you know i was on the copy desk and i covered motorsports, and unt then tcu and then and then the rangers i got the i got the rangers beat two days after i got engaged so that's a that's quite a way to start off a so, a, a long partnership yeah
0: so jennifer gets to, to for six months out of the year you, she f- has a newlywed she's got a new husband who takes off on 10-day road trips
1: Oh yeah, she planned out the whole wedding.
0: It was it was a good. <laughs> that, that, I can't imagine that. I used to travel a lot and doing that. Hey, you know, you were you were a senior when the Rockies came to town.
1: I was, yeah, ninety
0: three. Well, here's a little here's a little uh, trivia for for uh, not trivia, but here's a little thing that he's going to find interesting. The opening day starter for the Colorado Rockies, the very first inaugural season, was my quarterback in high school.
1: David Need. Right? David
0: Need was my quarterback in high school. David was a junior when I was a senior. He threw me a few passes, not a lot. We had an all-state running back. I went downfield and blocked a lot. That's what I did. Yeah. But, but the games, a lot, John. That exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah, let me, what, what, what game, that game you went to uh, what, last night. How many times did they throw it? A hundred times? No,
0: not at all. My oh, so so. See, I don't. I'm not. I don't live in Duncanville anymore. I live up in Richardson. My kids right, go to right, school right. there. Oh, it's going to be a long season for the Richardson Eagles, unfortunately. Um, I just took the kids. Uh, they were very nice to my kid. You know what happened with with uh, Kevin. Yeah. And they were very nice to him. And, and they're having part of the program this year, even though he can't play or do anything like that. So we went up there to watch. And we got in the car afterwards. I said, this is going to be a bad season. They lost 35 to nothing. I don't think the quarterback attempted four passes. I don't know well, if he can't well, it'll
1: throw. It'll go fast. If you on the ball, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. PR covered a game last night uh, for the morning news, and the, the the one of the quarterbacks had thrown for four hundred yards in the first half. That's what that you know it wasn't that way
0: when I was growing up, and I mean right. when I was in high school. Did you what did you play in high school? Did you play sports?
1: No, I didn't. I uh, I went to a very good. Roy Halliday was the starting pitcher on my baseball team, so uh, there there was a lot of depth at Arvada West High. And I, <laughs> I was I was not part of it.
0: Where did your love of sports come from? You just were just always a sports fan.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it, it was really about this time. Uh, you know, my son's nine and he's starting to get into it. And it was about when I was nine. Uh, my best friend uh, to this day, his his dad was a high school coach and uh, knew a lot about sports. And so really my my first favorite team outside of the Broncos was the Georgetown Hoyas in the, the 83, 84 season. And then uh, that's when we got cable. And so then I just r- rolled right into the, wgn and and wr and tbs and uh, that's where it started and then 86 i guess i got a an 86 tops wax box and so from there on that was my baseball was my thing i mean i always played it but it became my i guess my passion yeah
0: Well and and uh, you always put cards on I always notice it on the on on my email every morning that I get from jeffwilson.substack you have always got a baseball card on there that you do along with your your story yeah
1: card of the week on Fridays you, yeah that's so is that
0: your collection that's your personal collection
1: yeah so far uh, pulling stuff out of there and and uh you know I I'm, I'm, I'm sure that uh my neighbor bill selhitu who, who owns uh superior sports investments a, a proud sponsor of the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. Absolutely. Uh, he, he's, he's his, his setup's unbelievable. Not at his house. It's somewhere else, obviously, but yeah. Believe that he's... Now is his store down there in Mansfield? He doesn't have a store. He, he's online only. Uh, he and his brother, um, Sam, they, they operate uh, online superior sports investments.com. They're going to be at a, there's a card show this weekend in Allen uh, Dallas uh, card show.com. Yeah. At the, the Delta waters Creek uh, convention center, six hundred tables. Bill will be there with like, I, don't know, I think he sets up with like eight tables. There's all kinds of stuff and crazy, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing what's happened with cards, and it's amazing what's happened in the last week with cards. With tops, yeah, they're gone. Business and and uh, really, Panini's in trouble now. So it's it's really interesting time. We should have him on because he, he could he could fill up twenty minutes easy.
0: Well, for the baseball card and, look, I, I I get a every year. My my uh, mother in law buys me a, a complete set. And I've saved them for my kids. Is what I did. I've got thousands of cards that I haven't even gone through from from the time that I was a kid. Used to buy them as a kid. You'd buy that little package of them, sure. you know, and come with that. And now everybody buys them in bulk. But I uh, I love baseball cards. Are they're a, America's pastime? They do print a lot of them now. That's part of the problem. But yeah, that was yeah. interesting. Tops lost out. That was crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the the, the behind the scenes, but it sounds like fanatics just kind of money whipped MLB and and. NBA and NFL too so it's going to be uh, interesting here in the next couple of years what happens
0: well look we've got to talk about the team that we cover and that's the Texas Rangers and yeah. so um you know look the record right now see I was looking this up a while ago they're three and seven in the last 10 days they're 44 and 83 I gotta ask this are they gonna lose 100
1: yeah I, I, I can't see any other way uh, that, that they, they avoid it and it's um I don't think they were this is something we can we can ask jd i don't think they they designed the team with 100 losses in mind no but uh you know just the way it's kind of unfolded uh i was on another podcast with with ben and cj right at the the all-star break and they asked if i thought the rangers would do better or worse and i i thought they would do better um but a lot of it hinged on the uh the trade deadline and you know obviously that has changed the fortunes of the team lose your best player and your best starting pitcher and right maybe that's maybe that doesn't amount to any more than five wins the rest of the year uh but still i mean if, if you're if you're trying to not lose 100 those five are pretty big and so yep. it's uh it, it's it's been hard to watch at times i think there are guys that that you're not going to see uh, around after um this season or maybe next that's just kind of the way it is you know and and the rangers have have a have a good farm system we'll talk about later yeah but you know, it, it's it's definitely a team in transition. And, you know, if the example are the – if that's the you know, the Astros uh, last, last a decade, the teams that were losing 108, 105, 110, 111 games.
0: Three or four years in a row, yeah.
1: If that's the example, uh, hopefully it's not that long. But if if you come out the other side smelling pretty good and winning a World Series, it'll all be worth it.
0: Look, this is the, and there are some things to be um, optimistic about with this team, even the way they're playing right now. This was, you know, I think you and I both were on the Zoom calls at the beginning of the year. We were told it's an assessment year. Uh, look, nobody, right. nobody expected them. I was like you. I actually predicted and, and when I when I did it. And predicting is so stupid, but I do it just because it's something to do. And I thought, you know, they'll probably win, I, I believe, between 74 and 78 games. That's what I kind of figured. I was, you know, that there's yeah. no way that's happening. <laughs> um, they're not going to get to 70. That's without a doubt. And they, unless they get on a roll, they're capable. I mean, look, they have not gotten their asses kicked the last few games. I mean, they've been in it. We've seen some things we like. The young kids are up here playing. A lot of guys, and I don't think anyone can dismiss the value, believe it or not. And I know people don't like these guys, but Fulton-Evich and uh, Lyles have major value right now. They are eating eating innings that kids don't need to eat right now.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's why you're seeing uh, Colwyn, for instance, or A.J. Alexi, um, not that you're not going to see AJ later in the year, but that's why they're in the minors right now. I mean, you know, these, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys in the minors did not pitch at all last year. Exactly. So, you know, it's, it's kind of tricky. You can't just, uh, build, you know, have them throw 80 innings in the minors and then say, all right, come up here and throw hundred pitches every fifth day. It, it just doesn't work that way. Exactly. You, know, you don't want to get these guys hurt. Um, yeah, you want, want to get them, get their feet wet which maybe you can do with with them as relievers i mean that's like that's how they did it with Derek holland and yeah now they've done others in the past but um yeah so yeah it's 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 been hard to watch those two veterans at times like last night wasn't great but um they they can get you innings and and right now you know this team's just trying to survive and get to the end without any injuries burning anybody out uh still trying to learn and and so yeah Fulton and and Lyles do have value.
0: Yeah, they do. I, I, if you're a Ranger fan, you don't want to see Cole win up here this year. And obviously, you, no, yeah. none of those guys. Look at uh, Cole Reagans has been amazing. He he's looked good coming back. Yeah, been amazing. He's looked great. Looks like somebody they can definitely use. I think is Otto pitching tonight.
1: Otto is the yeah. He's he's starting for the Rangers tonight, which uh, is for for Howard because Howard has to go on the COVID uh, deal. God,
0: they, I, I do, you know, it sucks with the COVID deal for some of these players, but I am enjoying seeing some of these kids get a chance. Doro, Doro's like a just a personal favorite of mine. I did a big story on him at the beginning of the year. Uh, that kid is just 30th round pick, Adrian Michigan, had a baby. Yeah. His wife had a baby three months ago, um, okay. you know, married his college sweetheart. And both of them were, were uh, at college. They were both the shortstops on the softball mm-hmm. and the baseball team. So I was kidding them about that kid's going to come out turning two. Uh, yeah. and, you know, a double play, he's redheaded like his dad. And I, I talked with his agent uh, – not his agent, but his uh, the scout who scouted him and his college coach. And uh, that guy, look, he's fun to watch. I hope he gets a chance to do some things. He's never more – he's like an Isaiah counter-falefa is what he is. He's just kind of a mm. – he was a minor league guy that filled in, utility guy, just busted his butt grinder to get up here. And he's got a future in baseball if baseball ever leaves him. He'll have a future coaching or doing something for, for sure. sure.
1: all right
0: that's a good story to watch to watch him of course he's only here for covid he'll be down here in a week or so but it's really neat to see him get up there um so you know so 50 50 62 is the is the target right we gotta get 63 to stay under 100 for Mm -hmm. this team um what are some of the things that you've seen what do you think there's some of the positive players we've seen up here now that are playing yeah
1: yeah well and it's hard to it's hard to find him but i mean just right now speaking in the present andy Abanez has a 10 game hitting streak um he, he's played okay defensively which was a which was a concern i think with him uh always uh but you know th- this guy he, he's got a pretty good story you know he's from Cuba and it's it's never easy for those, those guys to get off the island and you know just you know the process they have to go through to get citizenship and MLb has to improve them and all. anyway it's a long journey right and, and he's been on a lot of buses and and he's uh he's here now and you know they figured him out for a little while it seemed like and and, and now he, he he's he's doing well he's he's adjusted back and that's that's one of the things you want to see right yep when, when you're when you're evaluating these guys whether you're a scout or an executive or uh you know chris woodward or cory ragsdale or whoever is, yeah you want to see these guys learn from their mistakes and adjust and and that's a sign that that these guys might have something in the future and uh so far right now you're seeing andy abanias adjust he, he's you know hit a lot of doubles he does have home run power but but right now he's he's probably the, the rangers best hitter
0: yeah you know he's hit at every level too i mean you go down and look through his minor league stats and he's he is he's had some power he's hit good i think defense is always kind of he's kind of like a lack in the fact that they didn't know but he's man he's played some pretty good defense since he's been up
1: sure and then you know he 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 got hit with an error last night, but it was like a bad hop or something. But yeah, anyway, uh yeah, that's that's good. uh You see, kinder falefa kind of coming around too. Yeah, he's got Uh, an eight
0: game hitting streak, didn't
1: he? They kind of talked about on the broadcast yesterday. It was in the it was in the Zoom call. He, you know, this guy's had a huge chip on his shoulder his whole life, and I think when the All Star balloting came out and he wasn't in the top ten, he he stepped on the gas when maybe he should have tapped the brakes. Yeah, and. you know he, he kind of went into a slump for for i don't know six weeks yeah and he, he's coming out of it now which is good and he said that he's kind of just appreciates what he has he's a major league baseball player and then how many people can say that not a lot and and he's going to be a major league baseball player into the foreseeable future it may not be a starter you know i mean uh, the rangers might go get a short stop you know and and they're going to have a second baseman coming up and a third baseman coming up so uh isaiah may turn into a super utility guy and that's fine
0: because he'll but, he'll get his at bats
1: yeah he, he'll he get at bats he'll play good defense so uh but he's got a career and i think he finally realizes that and that's kind of what nick solak said last night too because he had a good game he was in triple a for a month and he kind of appreciates just being at the ballpark talking to the guys and and you know he, he realized that he's another guy who's putting a ton of pressure on himself that hey you're you're playing you're playing a game that that you always dream to play in. and you know not many people get to see this dream come true so um if he's in a better headspace that's good uh, again yeah. justin fossey's coming at some point yep so you don't know how long nick's going to be around but he can play other positions so maybe the the guys up the middle right now with Solak, uh, kind of fluff end up moving around uh, at some point but hey maybe maybe something happens and and, and they stick as regulars
0: well, that you know, that's the that's the major league talk. We, we've really we've got into that. It's time to uh, we're going to get John here in just a minute. Before we get John on here though, uh, you know, we, we kind of need to tell people what, what the plans are. What what are we going to, this podcast and what this podcast is for. I, I think we planned, you and I have talked, we're still working it out, but weekly, going to try to do it weekly, especially yeah. during the season we're going to do it weekly. Um, sure, unless so. one of us, you know, a vacation happens or something happens, we're going to try to do it weekly. Um, we are going to go down in the bus leagues, that's minor leagues, and we're going to cover all of that. Um, I'm right up the street from Frisco, so I can get up here. Um, I, I wanted to start, and uh, in, in, uh, you and I are going to talk about some other things to do. We're getting T are on to talk some stuff have guests on we're going to go from the minor leagues to the major leagues current former you know tell me what else you think you want to see with this thing
1: well i mean you 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 covered it all but it's just it's just ball talk and you know i i I think a lot of times you see uh um whether it's in the written word or on on television or whatever uh, a lot of it it's really there's some real serious storytellers out there trying to be trying to paint a 10 to 6 october you know august losses either the end of the world or the start of something great i mean right you know it, the the big picture is in, involved in all of this but we don't we don't need to we don't need to be serious you know this isn't the end of the world there's going to be a game tomorrow no matter what happens the night before and uh so it, we're going to keep it light Where you know if, if something serious happens we got to talk about it, we're going to talk about it but we're not you know we're not going to get caught up in things that that honestly, we, we don't know about like, you know, the the process. Well, what's the process? Well, it's a lot of things and it's, and it's different for every person. Absolutely. Each player has a process. It's not like a uniform thing. And, and, you know, that's just coach speak anyway, you know, (laughs) and and we, we don't, we don't know what the process is, you know? So, um, you know, we can, we can judge guys and, you know, if they're coming around or not and and adjustments they've made, but, you know, we, we don't, we don't need to, talk about war and peace here, right? War and peace. This is, this is, uh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, I, it, not, it, I, I agree.
0: And as a guy who's done a podcast for three years, I, let me tell you why I'm so excited. There is nothing better than two people sitting here and you calling me an idiot because you're the (laughs) expert, and all of that, to have someone to talk to. Uh, I I felt like sometimes when I didn't have a guest and I was throwing one out, I felt like a lecturer. And I'm like, I am not the be-all, end-all of baseball. I'm a guy that has an opinion, a lot of times stupid one, you know, that a lot of people will disagree with, which makes it even more fun. So I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited to have someone else just to bounce my stupid ideas off. And when they go, God, that's the dumbest – thing i've ever heard i can go okay and you know what good because no one else was there to tell me that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard john and so you know what let's get jd we're gonna bring j uh get john on and we're gonna welcome our guest okay guys and welcome into the show this is a great one for us the president of rangers baseball operation john daniels is joining us john thanks so much for coming on the very first show with us
2: yeah excited to do it thanks for having me on
1: it's quite an honor for you. I know to. to
2: it. <laughs> it, is. it is. I'm gonna put this in the bio. We'll
1: see if we can get you a plaque or something.
2: <laughs> About time.
1: Busy times for you guys here. Last week, scrambling.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, all the there's there's plenty to do without uh, you know the the COVID breakout uh, curveball that we got, but. <laughs> You know, listen, I think the scheme of things kind of a um, one glad like everybody seems to be doing well, Um, but, you know, kind of maybe a little surprising. We hadn't, you know, unfortunate we hadn't dealt with anything to this degree earlier on, you know, with with everything going on. So, uh, but again, you know, everybody seems to be doing well. Most guys, you know, didn't really have much in the way of symptoms. The ones that that did are are, uh, improving.
1: I know you can't predict this stuff, but do you guys feel like you're kind of knock on wood all clear or shouldn't be by next
2: week that's the hope i mean um that's the hope we, we've you know we'll, we've got regular testing going on so you know you can kind of get get that phone call at any time um as you know i think we've all learned in every walk of life but um right now we seem to be good we've gone a couple days without without hearing anything like that um definitely it's it's caused us to to uh, double down our efforts to, to, you know, be cautious and be smart and you know everyone's doing a little more mask wearing here. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think everybody had kind of gotten a little lax in the, and the, the Delta variant, you know, make sure we consider that. So we're, uh, we'll be a little more cautious going forward.
1: Yeah. Uh, this has just been a busy time. Like, you know, with, with the draft, no, no, no break right into the trade deadline. Just seems like you guys have been, I don't know, real 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 busy stretch
2: yeah um i mean i think it always is um quite frankly i wish it was a little busier i wish we were, you know worried about contention and and uh postseason roster and obviously you know we're not in that mix our, our focus is more on uh um instructional league and, and kind of setting things up for next year and off-season planning acquisitions um but you're right that it was a unique year um on top of you know the the off-field stuff. It was a unique year, and in, in that the draft got moved back, um, and the you know the draft uh, right over the All-Star breaks. So that kind of the few days you kind of typically plan for. Yeah, you know, let let the staff have some downtime. That was gone, and then that ran right into the trade deadline. So it was it was fun in a lot of ways, uh, but it was you know it, it was a challenge to juggle a lot of things there.
1: How how much different is it now that you're in a, a different role and have Chris Young, are you delegating more or are you still diving in?
2: Uh, both, uh, both. I mean, um, you know, the trade deadline was uh, you know, probably every bit as involved as, as I have been in the past. And, um, but yeah, you know, there was uh, some delegation that were, you know, Chris handled some of the, the, the trade conversations directly with other clubs. You know, we kind of split up uh, those duties. Um, Uh, And I I think the way we looked at it was from the time he came on, you know, right around Thanksgiving last year, beginning of December, um, moving forward, I think the goal has been a a kind of gradual transition, you know, I mean, he's, he's got a ton of experience, but hadn't had front office experience and on the op side, Um, you know, a ton of experience at the league as a player, you know, very bright, great with people. But he's experiencing all these things for the first time. So next year draft, next year trade deadline, next year Rule Five, it'll he'll have gone through the cycle. So this year, you know, I I had probably more of a hands-on role than I. Than, uh, I think as we go through it again, the second time, we'll continue to kind of transition, and and he'll uh, continue to take more of the the direct lead on things.
1: Well, I mean, it was a good month. You guys got who you wanted in the draft. You you added a lot of depth in the farm system and. It's like it's finally being recognized. No, I know you guys have always been high in the system.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I because I'm obviously I'm a little biased. I think that had we played a minor league season last year, I think that recognition might've come even a year earlier, you know, it was just, it was nothing to evaluate last year, you know, from the minor league side. So uh, that was a little challenging, but there's been there have been a lot of, of good things going on. Um, um, I've, much rather be on the other side of the, those trades in general, what we're adding to the big league club I'm telling Woody that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like, Hey, you know, we're, we're about to flip the script here and soon enough I'll be coming down, you know, and telling you the, the players were adding to your team, not taking off your team, but for what we needed to accomplish, you're right. This is a, this is a good month. Um, you know, guys killed it in the draft. Um, we had a lot of like positive development stories of of some of the players that were already here, Uh, guys coming back off injury, guys, you know, breakout seasons, some Dustin Harris and others. And then we added, you know, another, you know, seven or eight guys at the trade deadline that, you know, we can add to that mix and continue to develop and move forward.
1: Yeah. Looking at the minors and and some of the trades you made last year, you mentioned Dustin Harris, your pro scouts really kind of kicked some serious tail here the last even in the past few off seasons
2: they have man um you know they've done a great job with some of these kind of under the radar uh, acquisitions you mentioned dustin harris um you know i'm gonna this one stings a little bit but emmanuel class a was a great recommendation by the by the pro staff and you know we ended up trading him for kluber that you know with the covid deal and the injury didn't work out but you doesn't take away from the job that they did in, in, in identifying him recommending him i think i think dane acker is going to be one of those guys um you know jonah heim has shown promise nate lowe has shown promise i think there's there's going to be more there dunning appears to be a, a, a fit for us going forward uh and and on down the line so um you know that irony you know dustin harris is really the second name in that deal you know or you know smith was the guy that was really more of a focus. He's had this recurring hamstring issue that's that's held him back a little bit, but he can really hit as well and um, so yeah, we're we're looking forward to, you know, getting him back and and just uh, you're right. The the, the the group, that department as a whole has done really good work. So, um
1: soft season is going to it's got a chance to be a get kind of messy. I mean, really even even the last month with all your like in terms of the 40-man roster you got you've got the guys on the sixty who've got to come off, and then you've got the guys you're going to want to protect from the rule five draft. So, how it seems like there's a lot of, a lot more juggling. Maybe maybe it's because of last year and COVID, but it just seems like there's a lot. You're going to have a busy a busy off season, really, from before the winter meetings even start.
2: Yeah, I mean it's. So I, I look at it this way. I, you know, you'd rather be in that spot where you have more interesting yeah. guys than than the alternative, right, where you've got a ton of space because you don't have players. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, we, we'd love to to consolidate, and, and there might be some opportunities to do that. We'll, we'll look into that. Um, and we understand that you know there, there's a chance you end up losing some players too in, in the process, whether it's in the Rule 5 or if we have to take guys off the roster. But the, that's really been our focus here the last couple of months, and will continue to be in September, is to take a look at, at some of these players, Um both the roster bubble guys that are that are on the roster, we want to make sure we give them an opportunity to play them, see them, in um, in, in game situations, and evaluate them against the, the best competition. And then also the the Rule Five guys. Probably, you know, going into it, we probably saw you know maybe four or five kind of definite additions to, to the roster on the Rule Five. And Nick Snyder is one guy we've already added, um, and then a you know a handful of others that we're going to have to make decisions on and. Fortunately, we've got a little time to do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, the off season, you've mentioned this, and Chris has mentioned this. Um, both Chris's actually. You're gonna have some money to play with, and you expect to be players in free agency. And I, we all know the names are out there, but um, how do you how do you how do you narrow down who who is the right fit?
2: Well, I mean. So a few things, I mean, one is that, you know, it is a good free agent class, but it also appears to be a good free agent class, you know, a year from now on, and two years from now and you know, we want to take meaningful steps forward, but we're, we don't necessarily need to do all of our shopping in, in one, you know, one in one uh, free agent class, you know, we'll explore trades as well. Um, we want to, you know, continue to give opportunities to our guys internally. Um, you know, we have a, uh, yeah, you know, there's a few spots that we probably won't look to to go big at, cause, just because I think we have some internal options. But for the most part, you know, we have some flexibility with the, the, the young guys coming up that they can play different positions, and it allows us to really target just who are the best fits overall. Um, so you know, I think because of that, we there really aren't many players that we could that we will be out on. I mean, I, just by from a positional standpoint, I mean I think it's going to be more, you know, from does he fit for us uh, financially? Does he fit for us? You know, um, the type of player that we want to acquire. But we can really consider guys at just about any position.
1: And then uh, the last one for me, um, when when you when you talk about trading with the state of the farm system, there's a do you feel, you feel there's enough yeah. depth? And maybe that's the consolidation part you're talking about to go out and. and and send some prospects for, for players
2: I mean, that's not our that's not our preference um we, you know we're not necessarily looking to deal from the system um but you know, we want to continue to, to grow it and, and and have it support you know a long-term um you know championship contender but uh you know we did it last year and the deal for nate law i mean we are you know, you're always we're open to trading prospects. If you're getting controllable players back guys that are going to be here beyond just a year, a year or so. Um, But we, I'm, I'm quite confident that we have, you know, the players um, in the system that, you know, we can acquire, you know, anybody that's, that's out there. uh, If we, if we choose, if we decide that's the right fit for us. All right. All right. John.
0: Yeah. Hey, John. I had a couple of questions. I kind of come from the fan side doing this. I've been covering them for three years, but uh, been a long time fan. But these are just some fun questions. When you were growing, you're a northeastern guy. When you were growing up, who were you a fan of growing up?
2: I was a Mets fan. Yeah, I was a yeah. Mets fan. So I, you know, born in uh, in '77. So the, the the Mets teams in the mid '80s were kind of right as I was becoming a big fan. And uh, you know, Gooden and Strawberry, Keith Hernandez, Gary Carter, Ron yeah. Darling yeah that that whole crew
0: now did you play sports growing up or, or you just a fan
2: more of a fan i mean i played more in the neighborhood more pickup type stuff but i didn't play it at a high level
0: <laughs> like most of us right so yeah. <laughs> hey now when when was it that you thought you wanted to be in baseball were you in college when you thought you know what this may be some way i want
2: to go so yeah a little bit i mean um there was some discussion in college about it. I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I you know, I want to hang out and have a good time with my friends for the most part of, at sure. that, that point of my life. I still actually would, that's still my first choice. Um, but uh, you know, my, one of my college roommates was AJ Preller who's now the, you know, the Padres GM and, right. um, and so AJ to give him credit, he knew kind of early on that he wanted to, to get into sports. I didn't think it was really very realistic, you know, hadn't played hadn't coached hadn't you know, anything like that. And uh, so I, you know, we were kind of, you know, sports nerds and would, you know, would talk about it all the time. And, um, you know, he took it to a, even a different level. And he ended up doing an internship with the Phillies during college. He, he uh, sophomore year, he was, he uh, sophomore junior, I forget, but he went one semester, lived, worked in Philadelphia, he worked in their sales department, but he, he had got some opportunity in the baseball ops group. And we would talk about thinking that opportunity might be more in, in football with the salary cap and kind of you know more of an economics background that there might be an opportunity there but he ended up getting his foot in the door with major league baseball and uh, i went to boston work for the parent company of dunkin donuts and they own some other brands and i would end up talking to him more about his job than i did mine and because uh, he was at the league office and he would he would send me things to you know things to review and help him like talk through his job i remember he sent me like i think like manny ramirez's contract and you know stuff that he probably probably shouldn't have been sending me um and uh but we you know talk about his job a ton and i went with him to the winter meetings a couple times helped him like you know do a few things and then uh that led to getting my foot in the door with the rockies for an internship
1: okay you were one of those those kids that walks around at the winter meetings in the suit and
2: exactly yeah I don't think I don't think I wore a suit um but yeah I did so I I, you know it's interesting that the um the first one I went to uh, the winter meeting I went to two before I got a job I went to 99 in Anaheim and I went to 2000 here in Dallas the year that the the Rangers signed you know signed Alex Rodriguez and um but in 99 in Anaheim this was right I think before like the heavy lobby scene because we were we were hanging out at the lobby, um, AJ and myself, and like hanging out late at night. And I remember reporters were there—Peter Gammons and Paul Hagen and and all these guys—and then uh, George Brett and Bruce Bochi. I remember Ned Coletti, and I mean, and, and the access was unbelievable. There were very few job seekers at the time, so it was a, uh, it was, you know, we were hanging out at the bar with like these hall of fame, you know, caliber guys and all these different, you know, corners of the industry. And I thought yeah. like, what, what is amazing, you know? And then it, I remember in 2000 here at the Anatole, it changed a little bit. Like it wasn't quite the same level of access, a bigger hotel and, and all that. And then the following year I was, yeah, you know, I was working for the Rangers in 2001 when I was in Boston. So it changed fast. I was kind of, I, I was fortunate I kind of got in right before the lobby became, what you see it is now a lot you know it's like you can barely walk through the lobby without you know without uh you know a million people so you don't want lobby in fact i don't anymore no i don't <laughs> and i feel bad because I, I i mean to your point man i i, I was I, I'm not that far removed from being that you know the job seeker yeah in that but the difference was i was probably one of you know eight guys that year at the winter meetings for us now it's you know one of eight thousand. right
0: that's okay. Look, we're going to end this thing on a phone, and I've always wanted to know this uh, following and, and and all the moves you've made and how you did it. And, and you can name names, I hope you can in this case, but has there ever been a deal where? It came together, everything came together, and within a half an hour, it was something you weren't even thinking of, another team wasn't thinking of. You get, either you got the call or you made the call and said, what about this player? And within 30 minutes, you guys had a deal and put something together and had a trade that quick. Has there ever been one that just came together and it was just like that out of the blue?
2: Um, I don't know that it was quite that fast, but when we reacquired Mike Napoli in, uh, was it, 2015? it happened very, very quickly. Um, and, uh, and, and part of it I think was Ben Sherrington was the GM in, in Boston and we kind of reached out and, you know, we, we were thinking about bringing Nap in to play a little bit of left, you know, we, we weren't, we were looking for a bat off the bench, a little bit of first. We didn't think he could catch anymore. And we ended up playing him in left field, you know, which was kind of like a little bit crazy to begin with. But, um, we made the call and i think ben wanted to put nap in a good spot you know he'd won a world series with them he's kind of i think they felt like they wanted to do right by by nap and so uh it ha- that one happened really quickly and it was obviously it was a lot of fun because we knew what we were getting yeah, I,
1: I, I remember it seemed like the Kinsler fielder trade happened quickly maybe not 20 minutes but it seemed like i remember you guys saying that one happened quick
2: it did happen fairly quickly. I think the biggest thing was, you know, just negotiating the the money piece there. Um and the way that one when got messy was that, uh, you know, Dave called back to tell us that, that he would do it. Dave Dombrowski in, in Detroit and I was literally getting on a plane at that time for a, a weekend away with my wife and um and so uh, Prince Fielder had a had a uh a no trade clause that he had to waive. So I remember, you know, talking to Dave and saying, do me fair don't, please don't tell Scott Boris the agent, please don't tell you know, Scott and Prince what the deal is because we hadn't spoken to Ian yet. And I didn't want it getting out, especially that I was about to be on a flight for two or two or three hours. And uh, I don't know exactly how it happened, but you know, it, it got out. I always kind of thought it got out through, you know, because, because, you know, Scott or Prince were aware and, it, and, you know, Ian rightfully so was pissed about how it got out. And like, I, I I felt terrible about that. But, uh, yeah, so that's a good example, man. Sometimes when things happen kind of quickly and and you're not in a good spot to handle them, you know, it was, it was not as clean as I would have liked it to be.
1: That was on November 20th, by the way. And I was on furlough at the time. So I couldn't write the story and I was pretty pissed. (laughs) Hey, Yeah.
0: It's all your fault, John. See that that Jeff couldn't get something out. That's right. Well, listen, John, look, I know you're busy. It's so great you joined us for the very first episode, the fact you stopped, and that, that's Jeff's pull and putting this thing together to give you a call and you're and you doing, I know you all guys-
1: that pull
0: Yeah, that, all that pull. And you guys work together on Do It for Direct, which is near and dear to me also, uh, and all that. But, John, we can't thank you a lot enough. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. And, uh, you know, we'll all get together right at trade deadline. You'll come on that day, and we'll just sit Perfect. there and, and just do yeah. it together. And you, we'll be the scoop. You can get us the scoop
2: that morning let's do it and i wish you guys luck man i wish you guys thanks. a lot of luck with, with this uh, launch and thanks for having me on on the uh the kickoff here
1: all right yeah your trophy's in the mail
0: <laughs> that's john daniels president of baseball operations for the texas rangers thanks john
2: all right folks. take care take care
0: all right that was president of baseball operations john daniels that was joining us just now that was great hey that's a big coup for you that's part of the reason i came look i've met these guys i've seen them i don't have john daniels phone number in my phone you start you were sitting there telling me i've been texting him he's trying to clear a spot the fact he made time that was cool
1: yeah i mean they're busy right now with this covid stuff and uh they're i mean they're, you know they're kind of deep into planning for already for the off season which is just, which he touched on is going to be a mess. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's something else. And, um, uh, as a point of, uh, what well, kind of clarification or, 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 being completely and, 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 totally forthcoming, uh, JD and I do a lot of work with, with do it for dirt. You can kind of see an old sign from our events. And, um, you know, we, we've, uh, we do something outside of baseball together. Um, that's not to say that he's he's giving me scoops at the trade deadline because believe me, he is not doing that. I mean, he, there, there's a, there's a definite professional line there. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and it, it can be frustrating at times, but, you know, but we do, we do have something more in common than just the Texas Rangers. And it's, this, this do it for dirt, uh, foundation, which, uh i will be i will be talking about frequently on our podcast by the way by the way
0: i'm a big i'm a big guy in that you and i played in the golf tournament together um and that was a lot of fun uh, kelly Duret was with us and the kids uh met her yeah. and uh and, and at the time i was going through the deal with kevin uh so right. kelly and i sat there and ta- i had a great conversation owen now that little kid pissed me off he can out drive me which is a little <laughs> what's he 12 i mean good lord yeah, good little athlete there hitting the ball and didn't meet the youngest one but kelly and i really had some great conversation. I think she just appreciated us letting them tag along. And I had a blast. I mean, as a dad, it's fun for me for any kids to hang around, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, she, she's, she's just one of the most impressive people. I know what, what, uh, what they've had to go through since, since Richard passed away. And, uh, you know, it's been six years now and we're getting ready for an event in October. Uh, you can buy tickets, uh, go to do it for and you can get all the instructions there. Um, October 23rd is our event. And, you know, the, these things Got my we're not helping the, yeah, we're not helping the dirts anymore. You know, we we Kelly doesn't want any more money. We had the the inaugural event was was just for them. Uh and since then every 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 event has has raised money and we've given it to uh to families, mostly in the Metroplex, but we've really kind of branched out. Uh we're about to help a family, I believe, in college station. Um, so you know, these these are all families that that are going through something that nobody wants to go through that and, we, that uh, none
0: of us want to be with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and so, you know, we just, we don't help. We, we, we try to help, uh, we spread it out. We, you know, we're not giving them a hundred thousand dollars. Uh, we give some 50, but, um, every, every penny that people can 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 spend at, at one of our events, uh, really, really helps the cause.
0: It's a great, it's a great cause. And I, I've, I've admired it since it, especially since they took it out, you're on the board of that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so is John, um, Emily, uh Jones, uh Anthony andrew you guys probably remember him.
0: Yeah, Andrew Anthony, uh I remember uh reading Anthony, but he also rode around with us a little bit that day uh when we were yeah. playing in the golf tournament and that's the yeah. first time I'd ever really got to talk to him.
1: Yeah and then uh Kelly and, and Ashley who uh she's kind of helps with the volunteers. Uh so it, it's it's a sm- i mean it's a it's a small thing and and we run it ourselves. We don't have some corporation running this for ourselves. So that's that's kind of why you see um You might see like it's not always the most professional thing at times, but it's getting the job done. It's like
0: this podcast, man. That's fun, yeah, and it's a go. great way to raise some money. And you know what? I, I I'll tell you now. I've played in the golf tournament a couple of times. I'm going to the duet for duet thing in October. Bought the tickets the other day. Um, so now that I have joined the uh, the Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast, uh, Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast, I'm, I can tell you now I'm probably a volunteer. So you know, right. you're on the you're on the board. Just tell uh, whoever runs the volunteers that I'm willing to help and and do that because I, I love this, uh, the, this foundation. Let's go down in the bus leagues and talk about the minor league system. And I, you know what? The, first of all, M, MLB Pipeline just came out. MLB Pipeline had five in the top 100. That's the first right. time the Rangers have had more than two in a while. I mean, it, it's just been one. Last, when the season started, I think it was just Josh uh, and the, uh, Josh Young that was in it. But hey, they, they, they made some big improvements. This system is deep. And I'll tell you where they're deep, middle infielders all the way down the system they have middle infielders that are potential big leaguers
1: well and I, I i agree with you on that um and i also think they're pretty deep believe it or not for the texas Rangers, pitching starting pitching exactly yeah. uh you know it, it, it's it's pretty surprising on the on the middle infield front you know Foskey obviously is is i think the second baseman of the future he hasn't he, he had two hits last night but he's you know he's hitting low 200s in, in double a but he he abused high a, he was definitely ready for promotion. Yep. But then, yeah, you know, Luis angel Acuna, uh, Max Acosta, you know, but there, are they're so, there are so many others. Those are the names and, you know, there are guys who are going to develop and well, the new,
0: the, the new Yankee kids are both middle yeah, infielders, Duran Dur- and, and, and Smith.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, and what Smith's a double A now, so. Uh, you know, and, and, and Duran had, you know, he's got to go on the 40 man, uh, this off season Cause he's rule five eligible. So you'll see him at spring training next year. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting there. And then the starting, the starting pitching depth, <clears throat> we already, uh, you know, Cole Wynn. Jack Leiter's not even going to pitch this year. So Jack Leiter, Cole Wynn. You mentioned Reagan's, uh, you know, he may, he may Peter out here just cause he hasn't pitched in three years, but he's done real well. Uh, Alexi, uh, Henry, Roby. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez, uh, Owen White. They got Mason Englert, who's done Brad, well at Hickory. Corey Bradford, who, who's a Double A. Yeah, basically had pitch since 2018 too. The Baylor uh, kid, right? When he from Baylor. Yeah, yeah, and he had he had uh, thoracic outlet syndrome his junior year, only made like three starts, and they were terrible. But he was he was the uh, I think he was the Big Twelve pitcher of the year in 2018. So yep. yeah, you know they they got they got a good one there, and and uh, so and that doesn't include Brock Burke who's on his way back Joe Palumbo who's always hurt uh John King who who you know right now Kyle Cody who's hurt too so there are there are guys that you've maybe you've seen them in the bullpen this year or last year but really they're starting pitchers yeah and, and you know when a guy goes down for you to have the ability to call somebody up from AAA and plug him in and and kind of have an idea of what you're going to get that that's that's so big for a contending team yeah and you you can you can go all the way back to uh, the the great Ranger teams. You know, uh, 2010, Rich Harden petered out, so they 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 moved him out. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 2011, somehow they went through without any injuries. But you know, 2012 they had injuries, and, and it, it turned out to to bind a little bit in 2012 because when Colby Lewis got hurt, that spot in the rotation didn't win a game the rest of the way. So wow, it, it's very important to have to have quality starting pitching depth.
0: And and, and, it, and I don't think people understand a lot of times uh, the Rangers of the past. Now they're going to have starting pitching depth that are going to be young, actual prospects, pitching depth. That's what's going to be from the, and look, Taylor Hearn, Taylor Hearn is in the bullpen. Look what he's done. He's looked, yeah. he's looked really good. And he, he is sure. solidifying himself as, Hey, I should be somewhere in this rotation. We all thought Kyle Cody was going to be in the rotation this year, the way he ended last year. Um. So that's another guy that if he gets it together, Joe Palumbo, brilliant in minor leagues. I mean, of course he sprained an ankle, I think getting a drink of water yesterday. This guy cannot, it's just, I I've met his parents. He's a great guy. I I like Joe. Golly, you talk about snake bit right now. Well,
1: you know, he's in addition to the, the physical stuff like the back he's dealing with now, he has a ulcerative colitis Yes, and and it kind of flared up on him last year when you thought he was going to get his, his chance. Right. And he's juggling that now too. So, I mean, it, you know, I, I don't know what his, his future holds, um, but they're, you know, they're not going to get rid of him and he's not going to stop trying. Um, but, you know, other guys are catching up and passing him. So um, that's just, that's just. Uh, well, he's,
0: let's be honest. His future may be yeah. bullpen. If you've ever looked at his stats, he's a strikeout guy. Um, that yeah. guy, he strikes out a like lot. He, he misses bats. And you know what? His deal is he'll come out and go. You know, three up, three down, and then he'll get into that second and third and all of a sudden lose a little control, um, you know, or or do whatever. So, maybe that's his future. I don't know. I'm pulling for Joe. He's a great story, 30th round pick. Um, But, you know, you're right. Pitching depth. And being able not having to go down to AAA for a spot start from a guy like Austin what is it, Austin? Off
1: the dirt, yeah. D-
0: yeah. Uh, which was was a great story, and I, you know, that game he had that was fantastic. But let's be honest: when you're a 33 year old AAA guy, you're just a you're a, a placeholder. Is what you're doing, you know? You're yeah. t- you're Tim Dillard. You're just there making funny jokes and and filling innings that need to be filled when a kid's not ready for AAA. That's basically it. Yeah,
1: and and you know. Well, I, let's try to look at the, the rotation next year. Um, you'll have Arihara. Um, yep. And then what? <laughs> you know, Colby Colby Allard looks looks like he's probably going to start next year. Uh, Hearn's making a case. Obviously, Dunning. I, I should have mentioned Dunning. Yeah, first. Dun, well, Dunning's in. Yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, Howard. You know, Spencer Howard, Howard is Hur- hit or miss. I mean, if that. Can- I, I don't know. I don't know that Arihara is a, a lock to be a starter. I don't either, think I mean. so either. Yeah i mean he he has pitched as a reliever in japan uh most of his most of his work is is as a starter but um you you know you don't know uh so and it's not like you're paying him a ton of money um so i I, it it, it's going to be pretty open but but once the five are are set upon that triple a rotation is going to be really good yeah i think so and and, you know and and double a rotation is going to be good and, right. you know if it were lighter starts you know you could see him theoretically moving up to triple to a depending you know, at the all-star break you know sure. it, it, the, depending on on how well he does but um you know that's that's a lot that's just something the rangers haven't had in a while yeah i guess you can go back to the dvd days and yeah and, and you know not trade two of them and see the other one break down but yeah um this, this is, it's, it's more than three is the thing. So it, it's kind of exciting. Yeah,
0: it's even more positive than the DVD because it's not just the three pitchers you have. You've got a lot there. Lighter, you know, good for lighter. They've shut him down, but the guys pitched more innings than I think any minor league will probably pitch this year. He pitched 100 yes. innings. So it, yeah. it, it's good to shut him down. He's not coming into next year off of a COVID year going, you know, maybe got through a lot of bullpen sessions and that was it. I mean, he's pitched in game situations and pitched over 100 innings
1: yeah I mean he's pitched in huge situations absolutely <laughs> he he started game one of the Carls world Series finals so uh he he's uh he knows what he's doing and of course he's got the pedigree yes. with the dad and the uncle and um they're gonna they they're gonna treat him right and listening to him uh at that press conference it was it was unbelievable
0: yeah it was here. pretty impressive
1: he talked, and then afterward he, he he we got him on the side a bunch of us and you know. he's ready and and uh he's he's he he is ready to to be a professional pitcher and he can't wait and but to to do what they're doing now um it's fine And, and maybe that's part of the package maybe that's maybe that's what got him uh convinced him to sign with the rangers you know you know maybe chris young who went to princeton pretty smart guy yeah uh you know they're on the same path you know jack wants to wants to complete his degree uh it's it's uh that's what he's doing right now you know classes started this week at Vanderbilt and he's there uh, yeah and he and but he's also going to be working out there There, yeah with a lot of a lot of really good major league pitchers who come back and, and work out there in Nashville so yeah uh I don't it, it's unusual yes I think it's definitely unusual he might be getting a little preferential treatment but you know what good yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's your number two overall pick and, and future, uh, future ace. Absolutely. Get, get Get him comfortable and get him get him up there.
0: And if 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 you know, and that 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 might have been part of the negotiation. Yeah, you know, we'll take this money, but look, he he wants to fall in the fall. He wants to get some more hours done. He wants to go for that degree. And if you're a Rangers pitcher uh, or the front office staff right now, and you've just given this guy eight million dollars, and he's the number two pick, and he's pitched a hundred innings, and you know what he is, I have no issue with it. Right now, go yeah. over there and work out and get some hours. Be happy because you know what, you don't need to pitch right now.
1: Go enjoy yourself. Yeah, there's no shortage. There's no shortage of Jack Lighter scouting reports. I mean, <laughs> there are a lot, a lot of guys saw Jack Lighter this this spring. All right. They they know what they're getting.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And they're gonna have a top five pick next year, too. So this sure. this minor league system is about to go. And I think uh is it Zavala? Is that how you say it? Uh, yeah. Has he even played? He's playing with the, the rookie team, right? Uh I don't
1: I know he went to um he he went he went for the mini camp um i don't know that he has played uh to tell you the some injury right
0: because there was that. something that happened there
1: but he, he's yeah they, they haven't disclosed what it is that he's he's dealing with um but it's not it's not a uh you know torn rotator cuff or blown out knee it's it sounds like it's something that's a little more uh uh serious not life and not life and death but something that needs to be addressed and uh, again this is no sense
0: no sense making him play if he needs to sit sir, and rest.
1: he's a very very college polish hitter he was the pac 12 player of the year exactly uh, that's a pretty good baseball league last i remember and so th- this guy's this guy's going to be all right and and it sounds like uh, just listening to the way people talk about him with the rangers about how he's dealing with the things he's going through uh it sounds like they've got a good person and that that's that's such a big deal with the rangers these days yeah know we we, and you've talked to a lot of minor league guys none of these guys are you know they're not pretentious they're not um you know you know they're not they're not expecting people to wait on them hand hand and foot Mm -mm. these are good guys humble guys who who can play and and kind of get the big picture of it all
0: yep exactly well jeff i think this is a great first episode to put in the books right here what do you think
1: yeah i agree with you you know what we talked about a lot it's good to have jd on and um yeah, we'll figure out, we'll try to be more consistent, right? We'll try to, we'll try to pick a day to do it and release it. Um, but yeah, let's do it.
0: Yep. That's it guys. That's all the time we have for this one. Uh, uh, we had a great time. We're going to get it out next time for Jeff Wilson. I'm John Moore until we see you next time. See you at the yard guys.